All right, we're going to do a couple things a little different today. I was, at least we're going to start this way, and then you know you get a double sermon today, two for the price of one. But I'm just going to ask. Um, I'm just going to ask Collins. See, this guy's playing both ways. But I want you both here, and um, we're going to see how how this all see none of this is staged so we're just going to go with the flow but we're going to be talking about pioneering today and uh breaking breaking out of breaking the glass ceiling over your life because it's glass same one so we'll have a little dialogue we'll get everyone up right so just in in pioneering I just I felt like we wanted I couldn't get this I couldn't shake this this week because I think people let's just look at the church as a whole everyone in their mind has everyone in this room has something in their mind that how the church should look. Am I right? Or you have a, a, something that's been shown to you because of what you see week to week someplace or, you know, every church has its own uh, f- flavor, should I say, or expression. Is that Okay. It could. I'll, I'll flick mine on and off. But uh, I just want to look at me, and I want you to say you're going to de- defy limitation. Yeah, you want to defy every limitation. And I felt like we were supposed to talk about this today as, as the Holy Spirit's been kind of pressing on, on our hearts, and this is overdue with him. And why do I have these two? Well, first... She dreams with me all the time. But this guy's unique, and in, in, in I watch that he continually, uh, internally, more so than I, I see the full expression of it, but we're gonna, mm-hmm. I'm going to release something over you today so, so that we see the full expression. But he is creative, and, and creativity. Everyone say creativity with me, because the Lord wants the church, the body, the ecclesia, to be creative. God created, what was the first thing he did? He created the earth. He created the stars, the, the galaxies. He, he is creator. And for some reason in the church, we get stuck in thinking it has to look the same way every place. We think it, about it in music. We think about it in, in worship. We think about it in dance. We think about it in, in a thousand different ways. But God is wanting to open up our, and expand us on the inside so that we can pioneer something new. And that means together. Look at me. Wake up. It's not time to sleep. Yeah, get, get, get rid of the red meat thing going on. Just... Holy Spirit wants us to get this today, and he wants to release something for us. So I asked both of them to prepare. I don't have any questions ready, so I, and they didn't know they were going to, well, she knew you were going to be here with her, but I was going to do this a different way, and I just felt like we'll just do kind of a, a quick thing. It doesn't have to be quick, however the Lord leads, and then I'm going to kind of cap it and top it with something at the end, okay? That'll just be the, the dessert at the end, okay? So, yeah, so I'm shutting down. So I'm a definition person. All right, so he told me you're going to prepare this morning about pioneering, so I'm like, okay, what's a pioneer, Lord? Right? Because I can think of many different... Um, I couldn't shake it, so... It's a pioneer. What's a pioneer woman? I was thinking of the cooking, that woman, pioneer cooking woman. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to mind, really, really. It's like, she was a pioneer and she was a cooking woman. Wait a minute, that's not the right definition. So I looked it up. So a pioneer is to begin something new 
to take part in the early development of something. I love this. To break ground, to open, and to prepare a way. And it's originated from the French word. It's foot soldiers, one who digs trenches. And in the English language, it's a sense of being an innovator or trailblazer. I love that one. It's like, wow, pioneer, trailblazing. So I, I really, when I thought of that, I'm like, they open up something. So they explore new areas. They open up areas. So. Yeah, my first thoughts are about, uh, about Abraham, who was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. And you were talking about how we have a preconceived idea of what a certain thing is supposed to be because we have a lot of, one, we have a lot of examples around us of what we enjoy. Um, but I, I, one of the things that I have, I've found like as, I, as like a barometer has just been like, sometimes I don't know, even like during worship, I don't know what it's supposed to look like. I do have an idea of what it's supposed to resonate or feel like. And so somebody might do something really peculiar, but I'm like, that's like it. It's like right on. And I, I couldn't craft that in my mind, but it's like what you're bringing is exactly what this moment needs. Um, yeah. We're good. This is good. So... So we're, we're, we're understanding that sometimes we don't know what it looks like, but when you see it, you know that's it. When you hear it, you know that's the right sound. When you sense what God's doing, you're engaged, you step in to engage with it. And so this is what the Lord's trying to do in the church at large. It may start in small settings but we want to encourage everyone in this place to begin to ask the Lord about that. What is, what is your place in pioneering the next thing or the next? Because the creativity can bring the next move of God. I believe that. I believe when you, you, you step into the, the full sound of what God has or the full expression of what God has, then we end up engaging with it and following into it. One who goes before is into the wilderness, preparing, I thought of John the Baptist, preparing the way for others to follow. And here it is again, to open a way. So I was really thinking about John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. He opened, he, he was the trailblazer before him coming. Oh, c cinnamon. Can I give you some cin not cinnamon in your coffee? Yeah, cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> Tori's laughing at me. <laughs> okay. You ready? Explorer, trailblazer, discoverer, pathfinder, spearhead, groundbreaker, start, begin, create. Here's your word. Prepare and develop. I'm just going to, it's your turn after this, Colin. Who is considered a pioneer? So think about that for a minute. Who is considered? Someone who sees potential. They push through boundaries to advance a cause or idea. And I love this. They're overcomers. I think we're all overcomers in this room, so we're all pioneers. I, uh, I, I just wrote a bunch of, like, topical things. I <laughs> Yeah, but to what you were saying, some of the people that I think of, not only like the Abrahams, but also the Samuels, the Jonas, um, the Pauls. And I think one of the things that's been, that I've experienced at least when it comes to the calling and the gift of God is like, I didn't really go out choosing it. Like, this wasn't like my bright idea. And... And I've always kind of felt like I wanted to resist, like, that. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who else can relate to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like every, all of us got a calling. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, 
actually, Donna Ray, she she mailed me a card. She has a card ministry. Um, what's funny is that I was opening it when I was leaving the house, and like the words I was singing to my mind was like something about shining, and I opened the card, and it was about shining, and. I, I don't know. I just think it, what, what's amazing is that when we, like, do the things we're called to do, um, how momentous they really are. Um, and and I think submitting ourselves to what we're called to do, because that's the submission part that has always been, like, the fuzzy part. And, and I, oh, gosh, I mean, that's, like, been, like, a lar- large part of the journey. I know I've walked in, but it's, like, realizing on the other side of it, like being submitted to the call of God, it's like favor unlocks, um, power, like, you know, strength, relationships, like fruitfulness really starts to unlock when, when we're submitted to the call of God. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not done. So as. I'm not done. I got quite I'll just say, as the lead pastor in this church, in this church, <laughs> is that what we are? What are we anyway? Yeah, no, no, no. But see, I say the word pastor, right? And you th- think of, you know, who leads the church? A pastor. Why? Because you've been told that your whole life. So I'm just going to ask a question, not about what a pastor is, but as one of the lead, I'll say senior leaders, <laughs> in this ministry, what do you see as being different and trailblazing and pie, what we do as pioneers together, co- you know, collectively? I'm going to ask you that question, so. Because I see it different in us? Yes. You can answer the question however well, you want. Well, I can just say my heart. Do that. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking hard questions. And the vision that God has placed inside of us and who we're created to be in our very DNA, it's pretty cool how the Lord put us both together and we have the same vision and the same heart because it would have been really um, kind of awkward for me to have a certain vision and for Miles to have a certain vision. It didn't line up together what God wanted us, but that is such an incredible, thankful thing. Um, I think I have to say the main thing is when you think of a typical church, you think of you have to do this or that, and it's all works, and it's all religion. It's almost like you get a punch in, and then you walk in the door. We say, hi, see you later next Sunday, but we were never made to do that. We are a couple and a family that believes that the foundation of any ministry is to look like Jesus, to smell like Jesus to be like Jesus, that the others and the world will say, what is that? What, what is that about you? What is it? Why are you so different? Oh, because I like being different. No, I have a testimony. So even establishing um, Kingdom Awakening Ministries, or what we really want is the Awakening Revival Center, we want the foundation to be love. Love covers all covers a multitude of sin, right? That's what the Word of God says. So we want to build, and we're building on love and relationships and, and friendships, more than friendships. It's like family. When you come in, we want you to feel like family, and it hurts and breaks our hearts when family says we're family, but then all of a sudden they're not family anymore. I can't imagine my son coming to me and saying, Mom and Dad, I love you. I thank you for everything. You're always going to be my family, but I think I'm going to change families now. That's not how it is. So I'm, I'm actually expressing that my real, my, my blood family is so important to me. And I'm believing that God's helping us supernaturally to teach us how to do that outside of my little family that I have. He's saying, can you expand that beyond your blood family? Can you? It's hard. Can you do that with those that are, you're, you're amongst, that you're gathered with? with and you're in community with and that's my prayer that we can love like our own blood family that is the foundation so if you say well what makes us different 
that's okay. Are we perfect? No. <laughs> we fail over and over. But let me tell you, my supernatural prayer, which God says he will answer, because I'm asking. You have not because you ask not. So I ask, and we ask, Lord, make us in such a way that we can love the unlovable. That means the evangelist, right? Going out and loving the unlovable. Help me to love the person on my left. Lord, I don't really like this or that about them, but give me supernatural love that I can love them. And I'm telling you it happens. It's happened many times to me, many times where I said, Lord, I, I just don't know how to love this person. God's saying, you can do it. And I'm like, okay, help me. Help me, Lord. And always he answers me, and I get this crazy supernatural love for them, like, I know it was you, Lord. So what makes this different, that is the foundation. So I don't know if you want me to tell any more, but it's, oh, I need to. So the foundation, <laughs> the foundation is love, right? Let's make it different. Let's not be average. But then it's this. It's the intimacy, it's the um, communication with the one that we love, that loves us so much, because everything flows out of that. So if I just love you guys, oh, this is great, and I hang out and love you, love you, love you, and I have not this, I can't this, right? I cannot this, but never mind, there's a door here. I can't that. I can't go out into the highways and the byways, into the streets, into the lost, into the ones that are broken, I can't go out there if I don't do this. So what makes us different, and I think it's the commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others as yourself. So that is what everybody should be. It shouldn't be us being different. That's what God commanded. So let us be obedient to what he's saying. That's what he says. We can't go off course. We've got to stay the course here and then there and there. Stay in your lane. I always tell them, stay in your lane. Because I think it's already peculiar enough, like, because he called us to be a peculiar people. And, I, and some of the things that I see even people, like, within our community do and the way we even treat people, you know, like Anthony, he, he will just, like, sit and talk with the most overlooked pe person, you know, like, you know, it, in... And I noticed that quality amongst our community. And so, like, I think just being obedient, like you said, already makes us, like, peculiar enough in the Lord. No, because uh, just call you Mr. Innovative. Because I think the Lord has a, has, a, has a mandate for you to innovate some things. And that means you're blurring the lines, blurring the boundaries. But God's going to help you. So I, I just want to even ask, like, I'm just throwing questions so that what is uh, even the expression of worship and music look like in a matter of uh, changing or, or defying limitations? That's fun. So <clears throat> it is because when I, um, when I got into worship, so to speak, I guess. I mean, that was like my foundations when I came in, like I gave my life to the Lord in college. And and we would worship for hours. And that, that, that was just what, we, but I would find that my heart was starting to really kind of be burning for like others, like others outside of where I am. And, but that expression wasn't really, it, it, like worship and prayer, it was a very inward thing in, in a lot of my friends who were very worship focused and prayer focused, it was like we have our prayer meetings, but like not very many people were stepping out all the time. Um, you know, like people who were gifted in a way, but there was there's more that I felt like God wanted to do. And so even that was like an innovation. I feel like I explored with people where, okay, let's take worship to the nations where people don't do it often. Um, and and, and let's let's go and like teach this thing to, to people who, who don't even know anything about it. And there's like even a phrase that we have in YWAM is like missions exist because worship doesn't. Um, and and uh, if everyone knew God the way that that he wants us to know him, we, we you know, we would be a worshiping party and he'd just come, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's one thing. Is, is there more, though? Because I can go into more. I was thinking more. No, no, that was good. It was good. I, I just, there are things that I think you envision in the corporate body, mm -hmm. and there are things that you envision outside of that. We'll just, we'll just keep it to the corporate body because I won't, I won't spread it. But what does it look like for the, the corporate body um, to widen their expression and understanding so that we can hit, so that we, and, and people, you, I, I'm just saying this because sometimes we don't think like this. There's only one place I can go, and it is the, to the Father. But the Lord wants to come in, in deep ways, and he wants to come through, his, through an expression of worship. And I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm mystical about it right now because I feel like there's things inside of you that God is going to pull out. There's things inside of this crew that, that the Lord is pulling out. And I believe it's going to be a, a trumpet out of New Hampshire and out of New England that shifts some things. And, and that's what happens when we're, when we're pioneering something, it begins to shift something. So I don't know if I'm even asking for a question. I, just, I just throw that at you to say, what, what do you envision the Lord doing in the future and how it looks like in in expression and pioneering and worship. And I could have her up here too, but she's, you know. Yeah, she can take my mic. She can take my mic. That's fine. Pull her up now. No, I think. No, she's so, like, no. So, I no, okay. What, then this is what I hear. Um, because I, I think that for a lot, a lot of like how I feel like the carnal mind would describe this, like we would do this thing or it would look like this or we would have this particular broadcast method we would have like these types of things but you know even like what are some and i feel like there are lots of much more like amazing things that can happen when it comes to worship and there like there are oftentimes even where i'm just hearing people doing a certain thing it's like i wish they had a microphone you know because it's like yo that's exactly it in and um even some of the creative things that we've already done you know folks who are creating artwork and and, but we can even go farther. I mean, they can be, we can bring it up. We can begin to prophesy that. I mean, people can look at that, that thing and be healed. But I, it's like our expectations have to, like, adjust where, where we need to be exposed, I think, to it. Like, you know, like, I, I mean, we have people who will smack you with a coat and you're healed. But who thought of that? Who thought of there's no, there's no, um, there's no model for that? And people criticize it. Right. People criticize it. Um, people criticize the peculiarity of your experiments with the Lord. Um, and, I mean, it's, you know, I don't want to get too lost in that. But, I, I mean, you, you look at other places where people have criticized them. It's like, okay, maybe we went off. We're getting back in. You know, and, and, and I think we have to give permission to ourselves to be able to experiment. Um, and to try things and be kind of okay with the fact that we might like take some risk or some losses, but the the benefit outweighed the cost for us to try, and and um, and if it's going to be any mess that we're in, it's not going to be our own. It's going to be the Lord's, um, <laughs> you know, as opposed to me just being in my bright religious ideas about how I need to do things and how I need to live my life and conduct my life and have this and like have that, and my family will be proud of me, like. Like, and those things can, can develop a mess. But at least if I'm going to take the risk of following God and, like, things kind of happen in a way that's different than I expected, like, he's going to continue to provide and open things because he wants it to happen. It's not just, it's not just myself. And so it's like we need, to, we need to be open to, like, doing some different things. And I've seen God break open here where, like, we're dancing one day. And, um, and yeah, and, and we're all dancing. <laughs> Wild, wildly, yeah. wildly too, yeah. Yeah. and like and and I think what's important is that we all kind of need to work out whatever happens on the inside of our hearts that's resisting that, mm -hmm. because I think moments like that reveal our hearts, so um, where it's like I don't do that, um, or like, or I don't know if I want to be associated with that, you know, uh, even like the laughter sometimes, like people get like just even like simple things, like people can be like, eh, you know, and. And um, yeah, I'll stop there.
just going to ask, um, I guess my word, and I'll probably rebuttal after the answer, but what are you going to say? What is the, the fear of being different? I'm just, I know we didn't script any of this, so I'm getting, you know. Is this yeah. the fear that I think that people have? Yes. Hmm, that's easy. <laughs> I've been around a couple of times. So the fear is fear of man. <gasps> what will they say? What will they think? <gasps> I can't give extravagant worship to the Lord because they're going to be watching me. And that's the biggest stumbling thing because you're supposed to be worshiping the Lord and not worrying about the person in the back or the person in the front and who's judging me. You have to overcome that, especially when it comes to worship, right? Because worship is expressive. You can't just sit in a little corner and put your hands and not open your mouth. And right. no one's going to look at you if <laughs> you're boring, <laughs> You have to, God's giving us, he's created us to be expressive, and everyone um, expresses differently in worship. Some of us scream and shout, some of us dance, some of us twirl, some of us sit on the floor and we just receive and we worship. God created each and every one different. The problem is when we begin to worry about others then we're not truly worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And I don't know about you, but one day I'm going to see him face to face, and I'm going to be doing this over and over. I'm going to be saying, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty, and I'm going to be worshiping. So I'm going to be worshiping here because it's going to happen there, and I don't want it to be, well, gee, I should have worshiped you more here, but I was too worried about... Kathleen looking at me and saying, who does she think she is? What's wrong with her? Something's wrong with her. She's just trying to get attention. I'm only trying to get the Lord's attention, right? And that's how we should all feel. That's right. So, oh, I could go on and on, though, about that. We need to break the fear of man. You cannot worship Jesus fully, guys. The way he wants to be worshipped if you're worrying all the time get out of your seat i mean i remember the time was last week i said if you do something different come out of your seat nobody did anything different why miles i don't understand should i have screamed it like i was mad get out of your seat if you stand then jump if you sit then leap if you like just go like this twirl because I think God's excited about that. I think he's like, yes, he's cheering us on. He's like, come on, worship me. And, and we never want to be religious church that just, you know, is in our little box. It's like, I'm worshiping you. No, we want to be expressive. That's why we did what, Miles, this is why we're here. This is why we have Kingdom Awakening Ministries, because we couldn't find any place that could be who we wanted to be and express our love for Jesus, and it goes on and on and on. That's why we did this. We didn't think it was a great idea. Oh, let's just do this, because this is cool. Come on, we could have done a lot of other things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we knew we had to plant something, because it was Kingdom Awakening is what we wanted and what we saw. We tasted and we Seen, like in the prophetic ministry, we tasted and we saw and we were ruined. We could not go back. So we said, oh, we'll just do it ourselves. Bunch of who know what. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we went to Bible school. Big deal. We didn't learn anything that was practical. <laughs> Four years, but nothing was practical. We didn't learn what we're having to go through now. No, it's true. You can have a degree. You can have 10 degrees. But the thing is, you have to experience, you have to do, and uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Wait, there was an important thought here. It had to do why we're doing this. We saw, okay, I got it. We went, we, we, we tasted many, many things. 
you know, in the prophetic and, and hearing God in, the, in the, the supernatural realms and the miracles, the signs and the wonders and the glory realms and, and ascending up and higher, we saw it and we came and there was nothing around. So we had to do it ourselves. And that's what we're doing. So we're pioneering and you're pioneers with us. No, no rebuttals. Um, I, I did write some things down in this area. Um, one of those is, and you preached on it recently, was about the giants in the land and giants becoming bread. And, and for, like, part of our worship, and part of not just, like, in here, but, like, our worship with our lives as a living sacrifice is because we understand the giants that are in the land, and it's not going to be me, the tame version of me, that's going to, like, overcome it. That's it's right. going to be, like, <laughs> it is going to be the radical, untamed version of myself that's going to do that. And whatever that, like, looks like for everyone, I don't, I don't think everyone is, like, in rank and form on that. But no, it's like I say, don't, don't act so civilized. <laughs> no, seriously, we come into worship and we act completely New England appropriate. And New England appropriate should like we have look like we have our hair on fire. No, I'm serious. It should look like something completely different, and that, that's just worship. That's just yep. worshiping together. Yep. That's one thing. Yep. But I, I think worship is kind of like a playground for how we already are living our lives anyway. And so there, there's no sense in like faking it in like here when like for real, for real. It's kind of like how you wind up treating the rest of your life, like. You know, you might have some idols we got to lay down. You know, there's there's things, and it's it's all of us. It's not just like a, like a, um, you know, one person like being picked out on the matter. But uh, because I know I have to like come and like lay some stuff down. If I'm feeling empty, God likes empty. You know, if I'm feeling tired, God moves and tired. Like there's plenty of times when we're coming up here and leading worship, it, leading prayer, spent, spent from the day, spent from the week. And we still need to, like, show up for it. And then some of those are the most amazing times, the most powerful times. So, like, we can't let tired be an excuse. We can't let, like, let these things become excuses because I think the enemy is very content with us having those excuses. Um, and, and if there's something that's, like, getting in the way, like, it's really, it's pretty useful to be, like, aware, self-aware. Like, okay, something's getting in the way of me getting through right now. Um, so let me like, should I open up the word? Do I need to go to a, a promise from the Lord that I have written down in a journal where I can look back to, um, you know, do I need to go to my brother or sister in the Lord and say like, Hey, can you pray for me? I'm struggling. Like those are the things that are going to ignite your fire as opposed to just like kind of being. Right. <laughs> no, you got me going. Because we can come to church in a corporate setting and isolate, and that's why we don't connect. That's why people have a hard time connecting in a corporate body, especially now. And so this is, this is the reason, and people, we, we need to connect with one another in a way so that we're not, you, blur, you take away the boundaries and everyone's free game in your life. Of course, you know, people that you, we trust and know because we've been walking them for a while, Right. And, and God wants to strengthen those relationships, and the the best way is through prayer. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh yeah, we didn't get that testimony. We'll get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're not. We're not taking. It's okay, Don. It's all right. But I just right. It's not open for him right now. So, but the Holy Spirit is wanting to do something in a powerful, powerful way in that realm. Oh, okay, there it goes. Um, hmm. This is, this. I mean, this is particularly a very important revelation for me, even lately, is about, is about relationship. Because I, I think, for one, in a practical sense, it's one of the ways that God even used this whole past season with my arm being broken. I needed to collaborate, for one. You know, and not only that, like, I see it at my workplace, like, instead of trying to drive people to, like, because I'm managing people, instead of trying to drive them to do a thing and perform a thing and, like, having this wall kind of, like, 
it's like me valuing relationship. I get to benefit from the gift of God that they have. Um, and some of us, we work harder but not smarter. And so, like, like we have a bunch of people around us who are gifted a certain way, who have certain strength. Like, yo, I need a breakthrough. Yo, I'm struggling with something in my mind. Instead of, like, being in my personal things, like, yo, Joe, can you pray for me? I'm struggling with this in my mind. He might already have a vision about it. And <laughs> but that's what that's like we're missing out on so much when we don't um, see how valuable relationship is. And um, and, and we are working very, very hard independently um, when we could like actually be flowing in the river, you know, together. Um, yeah. Transition, and uh, unless you got something else, I'm not cutting it short. What? Oh, you got something? Oh, okay. I will do that. I think, no, I think this one's useful because I, um, when I was praying in the back, one of the things I was thinking about also is like being very, very careful about the way we see ourselves and the way we envision ourselves, especially because like, and, and actually this is actually specifically to minister to those here who identify with like, I'm older, so how is God going to use me? Like, I, I just, I also want to just like rebuke that lie. Um I, and and I'll share it also just in a testimony too because it my my godmom is the one who like taught me a lot of, of my initial stuff about worship and things and we still we still interact and engage and stay connected and and but like God has words over she's what in her sixties God has words over her life that like she's going to get to you know about like recording songs and like ministering the glory of God through worship and music. You know, and she's in her 60s, you, you, you know, and it's like not to I, I just I want to say that as like a source of encouragement for everybody, because we can all think of ways where we write ourselves off. Um, you know, he's he's not done. And so. I think I'll, I'm, I guess what I'm communicating is just like be open that the Lord wants to change how you view yourself and be open to the fact that God wants to change even your trajectory in life, even now, you know. Um, and where you are now, and, and so that's 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 all. <laughs> I got some characteristics, but I don't want to over. I want to, you know, like do it, whatever. Have some fun. All right. So I'll give you six characteristics of a pioneer. All right, one. They're self-starters. I'm not going to stop at each point. I'm just going to give. No. They're driven. Oh, I love this one. They're driven by internal rewards, not by accolades of man. Colossians 3.24. That's what we were talking about. They're able to rally others to a cause. They're passionate, inspiring others. Persistent. This is number four. They're persistent and they're committed. They continue, ooh, they continue the course in spite of any difficulties or obstacles. That's really important. They're overcomers. They create imaginative innovations. And I love this one. They're bridge builders. They bring others together to see others flourish. I love that one. Why are we doing this? Why are we pioneering? I'm going to end with this one. To bring him all the glory. Because I pondered that and I prayed, Lord, what are we doing? It's to bring him all the glory, to bring him the reward of his suffering, 
to make him known and famous. And then this one, that his glory shall be revealed to all. No, I'll spit fire my points just like, just like you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's not about being perfect. It's just about being willing. Um, and particularly also, we need to have the ability to hear and, and, and have a willingness to listen. We have Abraham who established the people of God, and it was because he was hearing from the Lord. Um, you have Samuel who established the kingdom. He's like, here I am, Lord. You know, your servant is listening. Um, being mindful of how you respond to storms. Like, if you're frantic, you don't hear well. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and being mindful of the warfare of how you treat the storm because Jesus slept in the storm. And so you have to have, we have to have a trust in the Lord where, where we need to be able to, like, rest confidently and not let the devil steal that. Um, and da, 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 da. understanding when and how to dig in. Um, I think that one's kind of like a struggle matter. It's like how to dig in when it's like time because we can be flowing in the grace of God over a matter in our lives and then some resistance comes and we need to actually know how to respond with digging in um, and, and saying like, I'm not going to be moved. Lord's going to fight this battle. Um, I think a stumbling block to a pioneer is this foundation that we um, don't forgive others. And most importantly, 99% of the time, we don't forgive ourselves. So that's a key thing, I really believe, with the whole foundation of love, is that there's forgiveness to those that we you know, give forgiveness, we receive forgiveness, and Jesus has forgiven us. So we need to you know, do the same. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to rip and you guys can, yeah, there's um, so many good points that were brought up. You know, I feel like God has called, I know, this place to pioneer some things. And so when we, when we think about that, it's like I, we have to, ready, you put the blinders on. And you just move forward and, and follow the voice of the Lord. Because the Lord will bring you into territories you never could have gotten by yourself. There's no way that you could have gotten there unless, unless it be the Lord. And, and, and so there's so many things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in the church. And are we allowing him to have that freedom? Because that's... That's the glass ceiling. If we allow the Lord to have perfect liberty in our lives, it smashes. It breaks all the stuff. You know, our, 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 the way we don't understand him, you know, we, you will never understand him fully. How, how many know that? You'll never understand him fully. And you'll, be, you'll begin to question the Lord. But, but, but the Lord, lest he builds the house, we labor in vain. And so there's... There was something about, um, you guys are good. I'll just, yeah, you can leave. I mean, I love you, but you can go. It's good. Yeah. There were just some, some thoughts. We need to begin to de defy the limitations and broaden our mindsets. And that's what all this was talking about. You know, when I, I had Collins come because I feel like he has something on his life, and, and all of us do in this room, but I feel like there's, there's something on his life, and obviously this whole place, that God is wanting to pull you into. And are you ready to go there? Buckle up and get ready to go there. Or unbuckle and jump out of the window, you know, because the plane will be flying and we just want to go for it. And, and I'd rather skydive than sit in the, the you know, those, those tight coach seats, you know. I, I seriously would. I'd, I'd rather be in an expanded place than be tight and restricted. And you were never called to be restricted. And the problem that we find in corporate church is restrictions. And while we want, 
you know, things decently and in order, whatever that looks like. And I believe that there's a place where God, you know, his government, when his government's in the, in, in the, amongst us, it begins to uh, bring fruit, fruit of righteousness, and we walk with the excellence of the, of the Lord. And God is wanting to speak to you so clearly that you know where he's bringing you. But some, place, some places, as, as Collins already said, like Abraham's journey was to a place a build, where the builder and maker was God, but he didn't know what the city ever looked like. And so there's some of you that are sitting here that, that have come here maybe even the first time, and God is trying to break the glass ceiling not only around, over your life, but it's, in, it's, it's, it's keeping you in on your elbows. It's like tightening you down, and God wants to break that in Jesus' name. It's, it's um, Elisha was in chapter 6, with the, with the, and it says that the sons of the prophet Elisha, he said, he said this, they said to him, see now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make a place where we may dwell. And God is trying to get the whole entire body connected to one another. This place has been called to be an eagle's nest. And what an eagle's nest is, it's high above where most predators will be able to get at right it's it's high so we're living above that line where not that there won't be critics and and there are there are, there will be times as you move forward and you forge ahead everyone really everyone in this room should be courageous enough to just let go of the past and forge ahead into what god's calling you to do and i, I believe that the, the place where we live right and not even talking physical ready right? the buildings you know It'll be, it's tight, and it gets tight at certain times. But the Holy Spirit is wanting to expand us on the inside so that we're not held back by anything. Listen, this just goes, listen, when I've, I've, I've been in certain situations where people speak things of what they, who they think I am, like even in the inception of this, this, what we're doing now, I would get questions from pastors that were in the area of Portsmouth, and they would say, what, what are you doing? Like, are you a church? <laughs> we're just getting together and we're worshiping together and we're, yeah, we're, we're preaching the word and we're praying for the Holy Spirit to come and people were getting me messed up. And I had, you know, college kids and master's commission kids that, and some older saints with us, but mostly youth, you know, mostly young adults. And it was just phenomenal. And what God was doing in those seven months was powerful. And, and so then we didn't want to stop it. So that's how we ended up here. But we shut the whole thing down for four months, and people still say, why don't you, why don't you mean at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning? Because I don't want to. <laughs> Who said I have to meet at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning to be defined as the church or a church, right? God, and that's just weird little things, right? Never mind, what are you doing? What are you functioning as? Oh, you know, what, are you an apostle? Are you a prophet? Are you a pastor? Everyone wants to put a, put a pastor label on me. Guess what? It's probably my weakest gift. I love everyone in this room, but it's probably my weakest gift. Jesus did everything. He was fully functional. And so why can't we have a mindset that the church might look like, wow, we're baptizing people one week. We're having small groups, and the small groups come, and we gather together at once, and it can be so connected. It can be, except we don't have a grid for it. Are you hearing me? And I mean really connected, really like the Lord would want to join everyone together so that we walk together in, in different ways. Maybe there has to be a group in Massachusetts. Maybe there has to be a group in Maine. Maybe there needs to be three groups in New Hampshire. Whatever it looks like, even if it's four or six or eight or whatever, it doesn't, they're not supposed to be big, but it's where people connect with one another. And so the thing is, do you give yourself permission to go outside of the box and begin to... You know, why can't we be a ministry that actually is an apostolic hub that, that actually does release and, and equip and send people, yet we do evangelism and power evangelism, and we do all those things, and then we actually have discipleship groups all in the midst of it. Just say, wow, you're making my head spin. Yeah, really, because this is what the, the fully functioning church should look like, and it all doesn't have to be under one roof. Are you okay? 
Seriously, because there's things that I feel like the Lord wants us to understand. I, just out of Ephesians, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation because it was amazing. In chapter 3 and verse 16, make things a little more legal because I'll just read this. And, and, and I like the Passion Translation. It says, and I pray that you would unveil, un that you would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Do you understand how much God wants you to be unveiled and land in favor? Because when the veil is lifted, we understand what the favor of God looks like on our lives. And then power and strength will flood you. But the problem is we've got all kinds of weird stuff that gets in the way because we've, we've boxed ourselves in in our thinking and we can't move out of, outside of that into something fresh and new. And what is the new thing? The new thing looks like a thousand different things, I promise you. No, I'm not joking. It is funny because that's what we think. We, we put a, something that clamps our minds to thinking, oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. No, how about it's everything collectively? And God wants the church to move in such radical uh, just expanse that we're not narrowed down. Please don't pigeonhole me down to one place. Please don't try to constrict me in my expression. Please don't try to try to clamp down the person next to you, their expression either. Because God is trying to do something beyond what we've known in past days, in past years. There are people that have blurred the boundaries of the supernatural because they were willing to step out beyond the, the, the normal, everyday, status quo things in the church. Amen? And what that requires is a place where we come into prayer and we come into agreement, and it's, it keep going, we'll just keep going through this. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. That's what my wife was mentioning about po the power of love that will wreck a generation if we can learn to enter into it. It will set the captives free. And, and, and there's the, it, God wants to be the very source and the root of your life, his love. Then you'll be empowered to discover what, is, what, is, what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. That means stop limiting the Lord. Stop limiting the expression of his love. Stop limiting the way he expresses himself to you. God is wanting to open up corridors in the spirit. I just kept seeing this treasure chest opening, and I've been seeing it all week. God wants to open up the treasures of heaven to you, but you've got to be willing to open the box. That means allow all the glory that's inside of that box to come out and flow towards you towards you, towards you. And it's his love that does this. It's his love and his power that does this. But it's all dimensions. You want to tell me what the, all the dimensions of Christ looks like? And we think that it's six songs or four songs or you may never get to the song. Even, even how we express ourselves here, right? God want to, wants to radically change it so that it looks like heaven in here. And I know we get up and we do our thing and we do have weird transitions sometimes and all the church, you know, stuff. But can't he do what he needs to do? And it's not just about the Sunday one meeting, right? It's about, it's about drafting community. It's about the blueprint of community. It's about seeing one another in a place that you've not seen each other before. Do you value the one next to you? Are you calling the king? out of the person next to you. Are you calling the king out of your husband, your wife, out of your best friend, your neighbor? Are you calling the king? Because when you call the king out of the person next to you, I can feel the anointing on this. 
That's what you need to see people through and the lenses that you need to call people through is the king inside of you, the queen inside of you. That needs to be determined by the Holy Spirit living and abiding, being rooted in many dimensions inside of your life. And I'm not saying we're all there. We're going to get there. Hello? Come on, you're going to get there. But the king inside of you needs to be born. How deeply and intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive is it? Just think about that. How inclusive is the love of God? How inclusive? It should, it should permeate your worship. The love of God should permeate my evangelism. The love of God should permeate me breaking rocks that I rarely do anymore. But the love of God should permeate that should permeate your, your vocation, should permeate your children and overpower them with the love of Christ, should permeate your neighbor, should permeate your relationships. I love what Collins had to say about relationship because God is trying to establish strong relationship. There should be no one on an island by themselves in distress or maybe not in distress, maybe in just deep loneliness. And we need to keep our eyes open around us so that we look, and if we can't do it in community, how can you do it out there? Just saying. If we can't do it amongst ourselves, if you can't do it among the body, if you can't forgive something that was a wrong word or a miscommunication, if, you, if we can't do that, Come on, there's a, there's a fresh dimension of God's love that's being flowed, that's flowing right now. And it, it, it is, it's this, it's endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. And that's the truth. It transcends the way we understand and know him as king. It transcends the way we understand him as savior, as deliverer, as healer. Right? We missed. Susie got healed. As she walked through the door, the, like before we even had prayer, boom. Because someone laid one, one sister laid hands and boom, healed. Because you see a need or so, and some of us don't even tell one another when we're sick. Or we're hurting or we got our bones messed up. I don't care if we prayed for you a thousand times. The love of Christ is so extravagant, he could show up at that moment. And we may, we may have missed it last time, but this time we won't. Why? Because he's inside of us, and the love of God flows through us. And we don't miss that because we want the love of God to flow through us, to break forth in healing and break through in deliverance. Ready? This extravagant love pours out into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Now, what does that look like in your life? This is what I'm saying. It breaks, it shatters, it destroys every barrier that wants to bring you outside of the, 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 the hardened lines that we set up for ourselves because they're all in your head. They're all in your head. And God wants to bash and break out and move and dismantle those things that have helped you, that have held you back and kept you captive. And you may not even think you're captive, but I'm telling you, there's places that you've been captive because you've not let the Lord in and not let him sort some things out and been totally unaware he's been at that place. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and to accomplish this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest requests, your most unbelievable dreams, your ex the, the, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power consistently energizes you. Are you in the energy of Jesus? 
If you're in the energy, if you're in the power, if you're walking in this energized power of Christ, which is the hope of glory inside of you, then something happens and you're, you're destroying things that try to keep you boxed in. You don't care about the barriers. You move past the barriers. You move past the things that are trying to block you from getting to someone else. You, get, you defy those things that have been holding you back and, and trying to shut your voice down. I am telling you the creative power of God is in the voice of, that comes out of you. And then the Lord, I'm telling you, the Lord just blew this up for me this this morning and I stumbled on it by accident but I am telling you it's something about the king tonight something about the king tonight and it's a prophetic sign that the Holy Spirit wants to do this inside it's remember 20 Proverbs 25 and verse 2 it says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter you all know the verse but the glory of kings to search it out I'm telling you, God is not hiding one thing from you. And I just have to just tear this apart for a second because God wants to frame up worlds by your words. By the things that come out of your mouth, he wants to frame things up. Why? Because we are Christ in this earth. We are God's ambassadors in this earth. And Hebrews 11 says what? It says that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed up what? By the word of God. And let me just tell you, when it says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, what did you think that word meant? Oh, no, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked today. The matter means spoken word or royal edict. I was like, it's plain in Greek or Hebrew, whatever it is. Listen, it is the royal edict of the Lord, meaning it's the glory of God to conceal a word, an edict. But it is the glory of kings. Every king raised their hand in this place tonight to search it out. I'm telling you, the Lord is trying to open us up so that we can... No longer those things that are in the glory. Oh, I should have saved this for Joshua Mills. We might revive it. I'm telling you, the Lord is wanting you to step into this place where the glory of God is revealed in such a way that it, it, it's revealed through your what? Kingly edict. Oh, we think words don't matter. I tell you, the words will loose you and set you free. It's by the word of the Lord that the heavens were holding water by the word of Elijah. And it's by the word of the Lord he released them. I'm telling you, heaven is looking to come down in your life in such a way that God is about to explode. And we need to allow, allow the Holy Spirit to open wide our scope of thinking and stop. Do not squelch down the vision of God inside of you, please. Don't squelch it down. And see, when what is being concealed is just behind a veil. That's what the word, the word actually means. Those things that are being concealed, it's a veil. It's being hidden. It's being shut up. Why? It's not by the Lord. It's so that you'll go find it. And the Bible says right there, you'll search it out. The kings will search out the matter and you'll find it. And so there's something about pioneering that we have to step into that place. But I know this, that we, he wants us to search out. And the word search is explore or voyage. And so when we think of even the people that came to find this country, just come to New England and find. They were looking. It was a voyage. It was a place where they came to start a new life. And I'm telling you, God is about to open things up so that we can step into the perfect life that he called you to. I'm telling you, he doesn't want any more barriers between you and him. But he wants to open wide those things. I'm telling you, the words of your mouth will shatter those things that hold you back. And some of you have taken good care and shifted some things. 
and I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm seeing the Lord as he begins to shift things. He shifts things in Cali. He's shifting things in Fernando. I've watched your language change. You don't want to speak in different ways and God shifts things and now I'm watching the reality begin to shift and move in their lives and God's about to do something big. Because there's been a change in a mindset. There's been a change in the language. There's been a change that I can do all things through Christ through strength. There is a change that I will not be, I will not allow that thing to come on me. And I, I defy that thing that tries to keep me in a box, that tries to keep me shut up. I defy that thing that keeps trying. It's the giant. It's the giant. By faith, we understand that the worlds were formed by the Word of God. And God is trying to form a world right now in your life. As He declares it, as He decrees it, you begin to repeat what He already said. Come on, somebody. You just begin to repeat something He already said to you. And I'm telling you, the pure Word of God will break off any barrier if we by the Spirit begin to step in and agree with what He's speaking and saying. I'm telling you there's prophetic words that were spoken over you that you're going to begin to step into in fullness. And there'll be no hindrance to those things. And there'll be no defiance because, listen, there will always be things that will come against you. But listen, you're going to walk in a manner which keeps the enemy away because you don't, you, you don't bow to criticism. You don't bow to critics. You don't bow to the knowledge of man, to the opinions of man. You don't bow to those things anymore. So that the things which are seen, I'm reading from Hebrews 11.3, so that the things which are seen were made of things which are, we're not made of things that are visible. That means God's creative word. Everyone say creative word. I'm telling you, the Lord is trying to open up within this place. Now we're called to do many things here. I don't want anyone to be hindered. Look at me, everyone. Look at me, everyone, everyone. I want you to express the king that's inside of you. I want you to begin to express and bring to life the king that's inside of you. I'm talking kings. That doesn't mean man or woman. It means you're all kings. We're all kings and priests before our God. I want you to begin to manifest the fullness of the king inside of you. I believe tonight God's about to break and shift some things. He's about to break shattered. He's about to break and shatter the things that have been holding you in a box. But it just takes this. You move into a place.